Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Llewellyn Hall after two long, long years. So I'm Brian, the Vice Chancellor of the Australian National University, a self-proclaimed chatter, uh, although I wouldn't mind being anointed if that's okay. Uh, and indeed tonight I am a Nobel Laureate celebrating my 10th anniversary on this night with two princesses. Tonight we are meeting on Ngunnawal Namri land and I would like to acknowledge and celebrate the first Australians on whose traditional lands and since we're broadcasting airwaves we are meeting tonight and I pay my respects to the elders past and present. It is my great pleasure to welcome you all to the 2021 Chat 10 Looks 3 live from Llewellyn Hall and a annual uh, occasion now in certainly my calendar. Uh, and I, as I said, I do understand we're live streaming and so to everyone around uh, the country, uh, welcome again uh, to uh, ANU, the national capital, and for those of you who managed to get here from various parts through the rainstorms, I'm glad you managed to ford Lake George. <laughs> Annabelle and Lee, it is great, of course, to have you two back uh, here. And I do really appreciate you choosing this as your, uh, I guess, final swan song of the year. Your final live Christmas bumper show is always a highlight, certainly in my schedule, a great way to uh, finish up the year. And uh, as I said, it has been two long years since you've been here. I'm also told after last show's humiliation of yours truly, <laughs> Uh, that you actually want me to be in conversation with you and hence the third chair uh, and so I look forward uh, to that. <laughs> Before we get to that though, as per tradition, we are going to start with some music created and composed for the occasion. And so I would like to invite our talented musicians, Professor Kim Cuneo, head of the ANU School of Music, and Heather Lee, well-known soprano, to the stage. And I uh, <laughs> note... After last year's perform or two years ago performance, uh, Kim actually has to read something out as part of the settlement, so... <laughs> Friends, I thought I'd let you know that there was a complaint from two years ago. Dear Dr. Cuneo, I write to complain about your appalling performance at the 2019 Look 3 event. As president of the greater ACT Tuba and Low Brass Society, <laughs> I quote a fellow classical music lover and former speaker of the house when I say, look, instinctively, it doesn't pass the sniff test. The tuba, as you know, is a grand instrument, and I would be protesting outside the ANU tonight, if not for the fact that I am rehearsing for the first annual parliamentary tuba grand jubilee, which is raising money for our new charity, Lamborghinis for Lobbyists. <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull will be performing Piaf's Non Rien de Rien. Paul Keating, fresh from his triumph at the National Press Club, has reduced the entire symphonic output of Mahler to a three-note phrase. <laughs> which he will repeat at length. 
Josh Frydenberg is reprising Shirley Bassey's version of Hey Big Spender, <laughs> while Peter Dutton, with his usual je ne sais quoi, will present his research into reconstructing the score to the 1929 film The Mysterious Dr. Fu Manchu. <laughs> if I may offer you some advice, give up the tuba, but out of brass, and give us something nice to listen to. Also, if you see that Schmidt fellow, could you ask him a question? If the rate of the expansion of the universe is growing, why do you like comedy so much? <laughs> Yours faithfully, Murgatroyd Andalusia, President, Greater ACT Tuba and Low Brass Society. Well, Murgatroyd, thinking of your words, I'd la- now like to invite soprano Heather Lee to sing the Caccino Ave Maria. <laughs>
Thank well, it's you, been lovely Kim night. and Heather. That <laughs> was truly beautiful. <laughs> the, I think the answer at this point is it's kind of growing on me. <laughs> find just so wildly entertaining is that this was a throwaway remark of yours about seven years ago. (laughs) It's beginning to have an impact on the lives of good people. (laughs) That was outstanding. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for organising that, Brian. And, uh, wow, yeah. And your 10th anniversary tonight. Right, congratulations. The Nobel Prize was won by this man 10 years ago. Tonight. Yes. Hasn't he come a long way since? Because, I mean, it's all been uphill from there. Um, Just for a bit of context, and it might help explain why we are dressed like complete boobs this evening, um, we do have a uh, flashback uh, photo from the night in question, which I think is able to be flashed up on the back of the room, unless I'm imagining things. There it is. So... (laughs) There's Brian. And he's having... He's having He's a shush, 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 shush. I know this is your house, but we're talking. So this is Brian, who is seated next to Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden. And doesn't she look interested to be hearing about dark energy? <laughs> How did the conversation go, Brian? Say it again. How did the conversation go? Well, actually, uh, she was actually quite, uh, she was quite fun. She was telling me stories about her father who had gotten, uh, had had an issue uh, with the press involved in going into a, a place where normally kings don't go, or at least not on the front page of tabloids. And it was, that guy's uh, notorious. Yeah, well, Henry, is it? I don't know, yeah. he was, uh, uh, liked to talk around hunting. My, my wife, who's there, sat next to him and, Talked about horses and hunting a lot. Uh, it was an interesting evening. I think you've got to make your own fun if you're European royalty a lot of the time. Um, anyway, we thought we'd make up for, you, uh, for the fact that you're not currently dining with royalty by dressing up. And um, As look, we've had some great feedback already. Uh, Sales um, put a picture of us backstage on Instagram and um, absolutely straight away there's a reply from a Shane underscore Davidson 26 so g'day Shane Um, sorry girls probably the two worst dresses I've seen (laughs) don't even shape uh, suit your body shapes so uh, get your coat Shane because you have scored Uh, thank you so much for the feedback Um, but look um, it's not about us uh, tonight. Uh, it's about you, Brian. And um, just because this is your big anniversary, we, we did have a bit of a whip round uh, some other Nobel Prize winners who have, you know, uh, sent some tributes for oh, you this okay. evening. Yeah, we got so, some, we got some wonderful mean, messages in. We had to weed some of them out. Some we of the more, yeah. But I mean, here's the best ones we got. Um, so there's one from Peter Doherty, of course. Yep. Love your work on Dark Energy, Brian. Congratulations on the 10-year anniversary. But seriously, Dan Murphy's, when is it opening? (laughs) Thanks, Peter. Um, Brian, we've got this one in from Barack Obama, who, of course, won the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, Brian, I do respect you, of course, but if you really knew anything about physics, you would have invented a time machine by now and stopped Donald Trump becoming president. Please try harder. (laughs) We're all thinking it, Brian. 
Um, Brian, we got another one as well from Katsuo Ishiguro, Nobel Prize for Literature. Uh, Brian, congratulations. I'm carpeting my spare room. It's four metres by three metres. What's that in square metres? Sorry, I'm a writer. I'm no good at maths. <laughs> Twelve. See, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Uh, Bob Dylan, oh, except not by the federal government, obviously, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Bob Dylan, hey, Brian, you any good at poetry? I can't seem to find a word that rhymes with hurricane. <laughs> he means well. Um, and the last one is from J.M. Kurtzia, obviously another Australian resident um, Nobel Prize winner that we've adopted. Dear Brian, as you can see, I do not see the creation of fiction, that is to say the invention and development of fantasies, as a form of abstract thought. I don't wish to deny the uses of the intellect, but sometimes one has the intuition that the intellect by itself will lead one nowhere. Congratulations, though, on one level. We need to get him to my philosophy department. I actually thought Crabbe invented that in the style of J.M. Kurtzia, and I was absolutely blown away. And then she said it is actually the words of J.M. Kurtzia. I'm actually, tough as it is to believe, not that brilliant. (laughs) So, Brian, over to you. Brian, over to you. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, can I say uh, it is great to be up on stage again, and I'm sorry, my eyes are having some sort of interaction here with... It's the tuba. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, brought the book along, but uh, I, do, I did, you know, like any good person, checked, and I'm on page 230 in case you want to check. It's the best page in the book, everyone thinks so. And, it's, and can I say it's almost as good as being on page 223 of Christopher Pine's autobiography? Oh, wow. So um, it does ask me, though, am I there because, Lee, I was described by you as a wanker? Or Annabelle, was it my smug bunt? <laughs> was, was everyone here at the last Canberra live show? You're aware of um, that little faux pas. Um, the, yeah, can we just move on? Well, um, Lee, I'll just fill in the gaps for anyone that wasn't here. Um, the room was very smoky because we were living through the last godforsaken disaster that the universe sent our way. But um, Lee had just been ennobled uh, with an Order of Australia, which everybody who knows her was very amused by, obviously. She brought the whole box set of jujaws that you get with these um, awards. There's a sort of a lapel pin, there's a, I don't know, there's a you know headdress, there's all sorts. And do you know what's so annoying? Tonight, when we finally wanted to wear them, because I, my house is being renovated, they're all packed away, so I don't mm. have the actual medal to wear. Mm. I, don't, I don't have it with me. And she carried on at length about how she wasn't wearing it uh, actually on her um, lapel because what kind of wanker would do that? And of course... <laughs> Is incredibly nice about it. Anyway, I've made myself an OBE this evening. It's, um, it's made out of my son's participation medal for cricket. He's, he's 11. 
someday maybe you will join into the club. But tonight <laughs> I've got the mini neon tonight. Oh, this is the Nobel. What, is that the Nobel thing? It's the Nobel. Yeah, thing. It, it's the. It's as I said. It's it's the tiny little one that uh, the tiny so goes around. What's yeah. in the Nobel range? Is there like a disco jumpsuit or something? For well, interestingly enough, they give you the the little guy here, uh, and then they give you the gold one. Which it turns out the A and U decided was not safe to be in my office, and so I ended up. Uh, you can go and see it at Questacon because Questacon decided it was okay to keep oh, uh, cool. public there, and then they allow you to buy three replicas. <laughs> buy. That's so, perfect because there's two of us, so there's like. Uh, I mean, it's the ten-year anniversary, Brian. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe I can. Uh... Oh wow. <laughs> And they give you chocolate ones as well. Stop I... <laughs> Wow. The backside of the Nobel Prize is actually a lot better. Yeah, it's not the gold one. Yeah, the, the arse one... end of the Nobel is definitely, oh, there's a topless lady on there. Wow. Okay. Oh. Ciencia and nature. Is... Wow, that is very heavy. I can report to those of you who are not, unlike us, in a position to hold it. That is, uh, wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you for bringing that. I feel quite thrilled. I do, actually. actually. I mean, it makes you a super colossal wanker, but also. <laughs> but, like, seriously. I just feel like. That is. You, you win. You absolutely Why win. Inviting us back, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> And also, wow, that is, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, okay, that's that's superb. It's the precious. It's mine now. No, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I'm so I, I so awful for you. Wow. <laughs> so, can you just, out of curiosity, how did this start? You guys just hanging out on. I, I don't know. I, I, how did Chat 10 Look 3 start? I just, I'm, I'm kind of mystified. It didn't really exist until we were on stage with you, Brian. But <laughs> um, um, No, it, it was just that we were sitting around. Well, we have actually a very different story about that. Um, in my head, the story is that we kept coming up with ideas for projects that we would like to do together. She kept coming up with ideas. We'll write a musical. <laughs> It'll be a sitcom, but about us. <laughs> Um, and finally, we, could, we just could never find any time to do anything. And so we said, what... what I avoided do? her musical writing sessions <laughs> that she proposed. What, Super busy that week, so... <laughs> <laughs> what could we do? And podcasts were just becoming a thing, and we thought maybe we could just have a conversation about culture and books and arts and things that we're interested in that we don't do in our day jobs and record it and put it out as a podcast. And we didn't really have any expectations beyond that. Now, that's what I think happened, but you think a different thing. Well, I feel like we were sort of um, very busy and not catching up very much. And I, for me, I felt like it was a nice excuse to catch up with you and... Um, be producing something so therefore not feeling guilty about indulgently just <laughs> faffing around with a friend when I should have been doing something responsible with my children. Sorry darling, she's here somewhere. Else. But um, so it was very very uh, low end podcasting because we just had we just recorded it on your phone and we just take turns talking into the <laughs> speakery bit which is exactly why the sound quality was so just reprehensible early on. So that's how it started. And we sort of didn't know that there were lots of people listening because we didn't really know how to use the, the, the square space or the yeah. whatever. <laughs> there was this day where Sales was like, Graham, it says here there's like 100,000 people listening. Like, that's not 
possible. That's ridiculous. And then somebody checked and went, oh, yeah, okay, that's, uh, that's a heap of people. So anyway, we've been constantly just behind our own incompetence the whole way. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I find, like, listening to the podcast, and yes, I do, and read the book, you get interesting insights. Uh, more about you than you. Uh, I think uh, maybe you and I see the world uh, slightly closer together. So, for example, I'm reading about your love of fairy wrens. And I'm thinking ANU is the center of fairy wren research. Are you really? Uh, we really are the place that writes the book. And to prove it to you, I have uh, our PhD student who's doing a PhD on fairy wrens, Jenny Evans, <laughs> here to tell you about them. Jenny. Oh. Come Jenny on Wren. Up. Is your name Jenny Wren? Is that for real? No, she's over here. Oh. Oh, Jenny. Hi. This is why we come here. Uh, well, hello. Hello. Hi. Well, hello. My name is Jenny. I'm doing a PhD here at ANU. Thank you, Brian, for inviting me. I study superb fairy wrens, and I know that fairy wrens obviously hold a very special place in the heart of all chatters, except maybe Lee Sales. <laughs> so I very briefly wanted to share with you some of my favorite facts about fairy wrens and see if I can maybe persuade Lee that they are, in fact, very cool little birds. I don't dislike them. I just... I just... Just if it was the choice between talking about fairy wrens or succession, I just would choose succession. I'm not going to lie. But late in the game to try and fix this, mate. But you might be able to, you definitely might be able to persuade me, so. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) So we have a lot of different fairy wren species across Australia, and most people know them from the males, which have these amazing breeding plumages in all sorts of colours. They're mostly blue, which is really exemplified by the chatters pin that I've seen a few people wearing tonight. Uh, But we do also have a few species that are red or purple, so if you ever want to branch out on the merch front, we've got you covered. (laughs) My personal favourite species are the ones that are named with superlatives uh, because of these amazing colours that we see them in. So we've got the Splendid Fairy Wren, the Lovely Fairy Wren, and the Superb Fairy Wren, which was actually voted Australia's Bird of the Year this year. Uh, I know, well deserved. We're actually claiming that one, Jenny. (laughs) I was going to ask Annabelle whether you voted for them, because I wasn't sure if maybe it was just you spamming. Oh, you know it. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) I voted responsibly and often. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Now, while the males do get most of the attention because of their colours, the females are also pretty special in their own way and a little bit scandalous. So a fairy wren family usually has a socially paired male and female who build nests together, uh, have their babies and raise their babies together, and have their own kind of little family territory. But the females during the breeding season will actually sometimes disappear on these little dawn trysts. So they remember some of the males that come and flirt with them in the lead up to the breeding season and go off and have some shenanigans. (laughs) Like I said, very scandalous. This means that in superb fairy wrens, only a third of the offspring that a female have, has is actually fathered by her social partner. <laughs> so very high rates of infidelity. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Like I said, very, very scandalous. The other thing is that young males often also actually stay at home, so they will help on uh, with the nests after they're born and after they fledge. They'll even stay on for potentially to the next season for a full year and help raise the other young. But the females, generally, when they're young, will disperse off, go on their own adventures, sometimes form these kind of teenage gangs of young females. Um, 
and eventually find their own partners and their own turf to settle down on. So what I'm really trying to say is females clearly have all of the fun. (laughs) (laughs) To wrap up, the high rates of infidelity that I mentioned was actually discovered here at ANU in one of the long-term research studies that ANU has been running since 1988. And this is over at the Australian National Botanic Gardens. It's headed by a team... Uh, whose lead is Professor Andrew Coburn. I'm really lucky to work with this team in my PhD, and on behalf of that group, I'd like to give you guys a couple of little surprises. So, I don't have a live fairy run here, I promise. (laughs) Is it a pet fairy run? That would be too much. So, first off, I'd like to extend an invitation to you both to join me and the team for a morning of fieldwork over at the gardens sometime early next year, if you want to come. I'm in. I was going to say, Lee, if you just want to join for the coffee and brunch afterwards, yeah, that's well, okay. <laughs> it means that you can see some fairy wrens up close, meet the team, learn everything about fairy wrens that you want to know. We'd, be, we'd absolutely love to have you along. Um, and secondly, to kind of recognise your ongoing love and support in some cases for the fairy wrens, <laughs> we'd like to award you honorary membership of the ANU Superb Fairy Wren Project. <laughs> Jenny, I know social distancing is a thing, but just bring it in. Come on. (laughs) Sorry, this dress is way too long. That jerk on Instagram was right. Um, (laughs) Jenny, I salute you. like working in a lolly shop like there's so many like treats going on right indeed it's the uh i mean what i love about this place is that every page of your book i've got someone working on you would (laughs) they probably live in terror of getting a phone call from you sort of late october-ish going (laughs) it's uh, the vice chancellor here look annabelle crab and lisa's are coming in and i'd really like you to come and do whatever crazy scheme you're hatching. Uh, Indy, we don't give them that much nuance, though, I'm afraid. Yeah. I love that they're up for it, but is it also a bit of a regime of terror? I mean, Jenny, are you all right? Is it... Uh, is it... We have counsellors. Okay. All right. So uh, I was uh, kind of debating whether or not to, uh, to bake for this event oh, uh, after last year. You haven't really put much of an effort in yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Again, for, for a recap for anyone that wasn't here last time or the time before, I can't remember, Brian baked a bunt cake and then he saved the tin to do the dismount on stage. So high degree Super pressure. high and risk. And it came out, of course, flawlessly. It deserved a Nobel Prize. It was perfect. <laughs> but again, reading the book, and this is where I think I identify with more with you, she uses margarine. I don't even know how to talk you through that, Brian. It's just one of those things. When you love someone very much, you can accept horrifying things in them. Yeah, I, 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 Not in baking, Brian. I, I use I, butter in baking. Yeah. But on my toast, says, it just... It spreads oh, so God, easy. so... It's fine. You've got to warn me before you say things like that. Yeah, it's just... It's just, ew. It's just, I don't know how really? to describe it. I, I'm speechless. Wow, I'm surprised. I feel like there's a level of snobbery around, <laughs> frankly, my margarine usage. 
it's just practicality. It costs the same, is nicer. I don't really see, you know, I mean, Brian could probably make you margarine if you... Are you like a cottage butter maker or something, Brian? It strikes me as the sort of thing you do. That we're going to discover, like, that you make your own wine, you discover dark matter, oh my God, and you he's... churn your own butter. <laughs> you well, know, I went to a butter making workshop the other day, I'm not even joking about this, with the queen of butter, Naomi from, she's doing this work with Copper Tree Farms, is that um, Mark Best outfit making butter, and I learned how to make butter, and I heard something really interesting about um, the way butter is made um, in Australia. It's often made all at the same time of year because the taste of the cream influences the taste of the butter, so if they make it um, during a part of the season where the cows are eating, you know, different weeds it makes the butter taste different. So quite often it'll be manufactured all at once and then just frozen for, you know, months. Anyway, I could go on about this, but you're giving yeah. me that egg book. It's, it's, it's reminding me of that time in South Australia when you spoke about eggs for a good 25 minutes. <laughs> I've got so much more butter material, but I'm being really cool about it. That's, I'm going to give you that quick blast. And now back to you, Brian. All right. Well, I say I've learned something about butter I did not know. That's quite exciting. Um, maybe that explains. Uh, well, actually, let's uh, move on. It explains a couple uh, failed uh, failed things with the puff pastry. Maybe it was the wrong butter or something. Do you think it's? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know we've been locked down here in Canberra for quite a while, and uh, must have been know, dreadful. What was it? Three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe six, but, it, <laughs> but you know, people here have been taking the time to do amazing things, and I've been talking a lot about Lee, but, you know, uh, we have the academies of science, the academies of technology and engineering here, and they have spent, you know, these are the guys who are going to deliver the nuclear subs, they do the quantum computers, and... I really want to show you something that they prototype. This is their pride and joy of a year's work. And uh, I discovered this on Twitter. We're about uh, to be massively shown up because we didn't do anything productive during lockdown at all. Yeah. It's a So I, I think it's worthwhile looking at uh, their invention, <laughs> which is Annabelle Crab. <laughs> oh. I can get it to work. Yeah. Now, as I said, that is the, uh, the work of the crack team of Australian engineers, the best and the brightest. That is what they delivered well in lockdown. And so precious is that they've said you can't keep it. They want it back. <laughs> well, look, it's, 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 it's accurate. I mean, uh, I... <laughs> Now, I'm the, very shifty and I um, retreat sideways out of situations as well. That is uh, ridiculous and fantastic. I love it. It's just... And I know you guys like doing merch, so I'm thinking... Gwen is going to be licensing all Licensing agreement is definitely like possible. <laughs> all right. Uh, as my final, uh, I guess, uh, uh, farewell, uh, I guess it's been great to be up and not be choking in smoke here with you. I am 
looking forward to, um, I'm hoping, the 12 days of Christmas. Coming up after the break, Brian. And uh, thank you so much. An hour ago. (laughs) Thank you for uh, uh, having me up with you, and I look forward to the rest of the show. And of course, you are welcome back uh, every year at this time. And I am uh, contemplating already what I can do with the tuba next year. Before you you, um, get up, can I just say, in all um, seriousness and without doing our favourite thing, which is just to relentlessly mock you, um, (laughs) it's just like the last two years have been super tough for everybody, but particularly for universities, and I just feel like so many people around Australia have been feeling for you guys. It is... um, amazing that you still have a capacity to be curious and joyful and playful and adventurous. This campus is like a treasure chest of um, insight and genius and goodwill and you preside over it with such style and grace and we feel incredibly grateful and thrilled to come and visit you in December. You always come up with something fabulous and we couldn't be more grateful. I'm not going to be nice to you again, Brian, but like, <laughs> but, but really, we love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to my staff and students. Cheers. Thank you.